Chapter 46, Finca Hartman and Fortuna, Panama. Search for the turquoise Cortinga. At the very quiet border crossing, we got an exit stamp from the bloke at the Costa Rican immigration desk. He looked like he had plenty of time on his hands. I'd heard that it was $27 each to leave Costa Rica, but we hadn't been charged a cent. We didn't stick around for him to realise his mistake. It would have been our quickest border crossing yet, but the Panamanian immigration guy had gone for lunch, and I guess no one else was authorised to stamp our passports. I was a little nervous as we were supposed to have tickets out of Panama as we entered, which we didn't. The friendly guy didn't seem to care though, and we were straight in. Panama was country number eight on my trip. It didn't seem much different really. The cafeterias were called cafes, not sodas, and the roads seemed to be in slightly better condition. We took a minibus to Volcan from the Panamanian side and checked into the cheapest place in town on the other end. The town had a few shops and restaurants, mostly run by Chinese people, and a great little cheap internet cafe. We went to buy some supplies for the following day at one of the supermarkets. I wanted to get to a place back towards the Panamanian border. The first bus to Rio set in and left at 6.30. I woke at 6.25 and we rushed down to the door, but I guess we missed it as we were sat there for an hour in the cold. Halfway to Rio Sereno was a village called Santa Clara, where there was a bird-friendly coffee plantation called Finca Hartman. On their website it said they welcome birdwatchers, which I read as they welcome their money. Finca Hartman is one of the only places in Panama where it's possible to see the turquoise cotinga, which I had failed to see a couple of days ago at the Wilson Botanical Gardens in Costa Rica. It took about an hour by minibus to get there, and we were soon walking through the coffee plantations towards the finca. The plantation used the shade coffee method of growing, which leaves the big trees, which is great for the birds. At the house we chatted with a young guy, who I guess was one of the sons of the owners. He called out his mother. A tiny lady with a round, smiley face came out and told us it would be ten balboas, just another word for US dollars, each to walk around the property. It was a little expensive, but not enough to turn us away. It was probably my last chance to find the turquoise cotinga. She told us that three Americans were there yesterday and they had seen the cotingas, which sounded promising. I asked her whereabouts, but she didn't seem to know. She wished us well on our walk, and she said she would fix us a drink when we'd finished. As she said it would be, with lots of flocks of nice, colourful birds like spotted tanagers. But the extra pressure of having paid $20 to walk around meant that I was extra keen to see them. I couldn't afford to come back tomorrow. Of course, we didn't find them. When we came back, we were treated to a huge jug of delicious homemade fruit juice. We had a good chat about her family and where we'd met, amongst other things. I watched a few hummingbirds flying around the numerous flowering bushes, and I got a nice shot of one of them, called the long-billed starthroat. Despite not having seen the Katinga, it had been a nice day, nevertheless. The next day, we walked four kilometres to Volcan Lagunas in the morning. There weren't any birds I wanted to see in particular, but I thought I might as well build up my Panama list a bit. The way there was just dry fields and scrub, but still pretty birdy. It was getting on by the time we arrived at the lakes, and even though there was quite good forest, it seemed fairly quiet for birds. But I did see a few nice species, including red-faced spinetail, which busily searched along branches for food. Some American birdwatchers passed by in a big fancy 4x4. There seemed to be a lot of Americans retiring here. Volcan is full of them. One guy stopped his car and we had a quick bird chat. Another few cars with Americans passed by and blanked me when I raised my hand to greet them, something which none of the Panamanians did. A bird that I just did not seem to be able to find in Costa Rica was the blue and gold tanager. At a place called Fortuna they were apparently common. 
Thanks to an oil pipeline crossing from the Pacific to the Caribbean coast, there was an excellent road over the mountains. There was also a big dam and a reservoir with forests around it left in pristine condition to protect the watershed. I had three different books giving me directions to the best birdwatching sites in the area, but all the information seemed a little contradictory, so I figured I would just get on a bus and play it by ear. We left at 5.30am and flagged down the bus straight away. I checked with the driver whether he was going our way and he said he was, but first he had to go and pick something up. I asked him if other buses were leaving before from the terminal, but he just ignored my question and repeated his previous answer. We got in. It turned out there was another bus leaving before this one, but I guess our driver wanted to make sure he got our money. We didn't leave David for another hour, which pissed me off. I held the GPS against the window and tried to follow the directions in one of my books to a trail at the summit of a hill where the Caribbean slope met the Pacific one. It was 8am by the time we got there. Panama is an hour ahead of Costa Rica, but it had still been light for over an hour. We started walking along the trail and some of the side trails that led off it. I saw a beautiful orange-bellied trogon along one of them. We had a good day's birding, but the clear skies and lack of shade meant that we got roasted. I put on some sunblock as an afterthought, but it was too late to stop the skin on my face and neck getting badly burnt. On top of this, we were hungry and exhausted. When we got back to the bus terminal in David, we went straight to the bakery and bought a nice big cheap bag of broken fruitcake, which we stuffed our faces with, making us feel sick. We woke extra early the next day at 4.30, feeling terrible. I wasn't sure why. Maybe the cake from yesterday, or maybe just lack of sleep. We left a bit after 5am, and when we arrived at the bus station, the minibus to Changuinola was just about to leave. We got to Sendero Los Tucanes just after dawn. Birding was even better than yesterday. I saw a couple of nice new hummingbird species. The snowcap, a tiny black and white hummingbird, and the large green-fronted landspill, with a beak almost as long as its body. I heard the deep booming of an umbrella bird down below. It was cloudy for most of the day, so we didn't get sunburnt, thankfully. Down a steep trail, right at the bottom, it was very quiet, but the one species I did see was a good one, the migrant yellow-bellied sapsucker, which kindly posed for a photo. I didn't see the blue and gold tanager. I give up. It's really been my nemesis bird. My stomach had been funny all day, and I'd been holding in diarrhea. When I got back, I lay in my bed groaning while my girlfriend looked after me. All I could manage for dinner was a yogurt, and I regretted eating that afterwards. I felt terrible. We both had troublesome dreams. I dreamt about desperately searching for a rare bird and not being able to find it. I just walked round and round the same forest forever. I had hoped that after a good night's sleep I'd be able to move on to the next town, but it was plain as a nose on my face that I wasn't going anywhere. I was ill, the illest I'd been in my trip so far. There didn't seem to be a limit on the number of times I could go to the toilet. My girlfriend went to buy some water for me and some breakfast for herself. I mixed the water with a few packs of rehydration salts that had been sitting in the bottom of my first aid kit for months. In the evening I braved another yogurt. I made it to the internet cafe but regretted both. Looking into the screen just made me feel sick and I almost puked. I managed to make it back to bed and lay down. Before bed I started to feel better again, so tried some beans and bread for dinner. Of course I regretted that as well. I reserve all judgment about what I'll be capable of achieving the next day.